Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the fabulous and uplifting Bedlam Farm podcast. I'm John Katz. And I'm Maria Wolf. Isn't, so it, isn't it Cats and Wolf on Bedlam Farm? Oh, Cats and Wolf on, well, no, no, it's an uplifting podcast. <laughs> it happens to be Cats and Wolf on Bedlam Farm. Yes. All right. So um, we have an interesting menu today. We have three We have three subjects we want to cover. We're both recovering from... We're both, from we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get, give me a minute. Give, give me a minute. Just chill. Well, that's why we're a little... It's a little... <laughs> no, I think we're, we're warming up. The, uh, and we're putting in some soft stuff, by the way, soften some of the sound, so it should be a little less echoey. Uh, about, we're not in a, in a formal studio, so it's going to be a little, you know. It's funny. I don't, I don't see it as echoey. I hear it as tinny. It should be less tinny. I don't hear an echo. We have a soft thing under our microphone, and uh, we're exploring ways to soften it up a little bit. The tinnies. Some people say echo. Some people say tinny. Um, so, all right. So we, there's several things we want to talk about. We want to talk about fate and how she has become a really good therapy dog, which is kind of a shock to some of us. We want to talk about double panic attacks that we both had this weekend and what <laughs> panic attacks are and how we deal with them. Uh, people seem to, to be curious about it because a lot of people have them. And we want to talk about uh, tiny pricks. Not mine, but <laughs> I want to have to say it's not a personal thing. It's tinypricks.com, which is an art it's thing. It's a tiny, tiny pricks project. Tiny yes. pricks project, which is, which is a big art thing, which... Maria, of course, is enthusiastically participating. Um, so, which do you want to do first? I think we should talk about fate first. Okay, so I, fate so fate, news. fate has been a complex creature. She's a, a herding dog from Wales. She comes from a fine prize champion herding line and doesn't like to hurt sheep. So, I tried to train her. Uh, we got her from uh, Karen Thompson, who gave us red. And uh, Karen had very high hopes for her as a sheepdog. But uh, I could not make that work with her. I think in part, uh, I, I may be messed up. Maybe I didn't do it right. I've never had a problem training border collies to herd sheep, but I had a problem with fate. And she just doesn't want to herd them. She's like, I think, it, I think it was less you and more her, actually. She just didn't want to do it. She loves to be around them. She loves yeah. to chase them, but she does not want to push them around. She's not confrontational in that way. No, in any way, except with me. She's, <laughs> she's very independent. And I had this epiphany, which I wrote about, about, pushing her out there, trying to get her to the sheep, and her looking at me and finally saying one morning, I heard her communicate to me very clearly, I am not red. And so I got that. I said, I'm not going to press the dog or push her or break her. And we actually didn't get her to herd sheep. We weren't even going to let her herd sheep because she was just going to be my dog. Which she's Um, become. And she has become that. She has become just what we needed her. And now that... Now that Red is getting older and having a hard time moving around, you're thinking of, okay, so what, how, how am I going to do therapy work? And you were thinking about Bud. First, you immediately went to Bud, right? I dropped and, that and, fairly and, quickly. <laughs> he's just not really interested it's in people. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> he doesn't really like people that much. He likes us, but and he's he likes not chasing things that move. And he likes chasing around the envelope is not a good thing. <laughs> but, 
but then you had this idea about fate and it's it's so interesting because I, I i feel like all along fate has been saying to us um letting us know that she would actually be a good therapy dog because she loves people i mean she doesn't like other dogs but she absolutely she loves everyone she meets she loves people she doesn't meet she likes anyone walking down the street anybody from the car and, and, and it's like she doesn't, I mean, she loves them like, oh my God, there's my long lost friend. You know, <laughs> where have you been? And she probably likes sheep <laughs> in the same way. Well, and it could be, it could be. Um, that, that could be part of the problem. So, so I think you just, you know, it, it, it was finally, it was somehow, somehow you saw that, you know, after all this time. Well, it was convergent. Your red is failing, as we all know. And it uh, really has trouble getting in out of cars and it's not seeing well. And usually when I was going to the mansion and all doing the therapy work with him, he used to go right to the people. Increasingly, he was really just kind of dropping to the ground, not comfortable. So he's retired. He's going to be a, a piece of dignity for his remaining time. We're going to make him comfortable and, and, and be, he likes to be with me, so he's going to be with me. But I was thinking, you know, therapy, I've been doing therapy work in hospice and elderly care for more than 10 years now. It's a very important part of my life, of my writing. I love doing it. I have remarkable dogs, luck with these dogs. And I like to say, you know, you can train so much, but it's really not about training. It's about the heart of the dog. It's about their intuition, their connection with people, and their empathy. And Red had a great gift. He went up to somebody who was in trouble, spotted them right away, put his hand on their, on their knee, on their hand, you know, avoided people that didn't want to see him. Uh, they just had that You can't train that. That's got to come from the dog. So I was, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to have to give this up. I'm going to continue to do the work, but I won't have a dog. Um, so I thought, well, for the hell of it, you know, Fate is so smart. And she's so affectionate. Maybe she, but she's also very excitable. Not the most obedient dog in the world, much of the time. She has been with you. She's, she, I mean, she is with certain things. You know, she is disobedient in ways, you know, when she doesn't want to do something. <laughs> yeah, she kind of, she's one of those dogs that makes up her mind. But, yeah. She gives you the screw you look. But mostly she wants to do what you want her to do, you know. And she's really a good-hearted, sweet dog. Yeah. So I took her over to the mansion. And it was really shocking. It was really shocking. I have to say, I don't know why I was so shocked. I didn't expect her. She's just a natural. As Maria said, she loves everybody. She loves to go up to them. She's physically very agile, so she can easily get up on a sofa or in a bed without stopping. And Red was kind of clunky. And, and she's, she's, she's gentle about it. She's, she's very skillful. Yeah, yeah. She had the ability even to put her, her front paws up on a sofa without jumping up. Yeah. So she, she has a tendency to jump up towards people that like her. That was the thing that we thought would be a problem, is that she likes people so much she gets too excited. She did it once, and I kicked her in the butt. And, um, and, the, and it would shock poor Becky, who's 100 years old. So, oh, my God, he kicked the dog. So they didn't call the police, fortunately. And, um, and she didn't do it again. And uh, Faye and I have a really good communication, because we've worked a lot with the sheep, even though it wasn't ultimately successful. But she looks to me for direction. She makes eye contact. And, and if it's something she wants to do, she's very responsive. And she does, she does look to you. She, you have been training her since she was a puppy. And so she does look to you for that. So if she's not sure about what's going on, she's going to go to you and say, what's going on? You know, um, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 listen, and then listen to you, you know, as best she can. The two things you really have to train a therapy dog for are, of course, to be calm. And also to... Um, you know, to not jump on people is very, very important. And, and to go to the people. People are the work. Right. You know, when, when Faith came in, Red did this too. She's looking all over the place. Where are the sheep? What am I supposed to do? There's border collies want to work. And I would reinforce her when she would point to a person, praise her for going to the person, 
left the person hunger, which she loves. Um, and the thing about Faith that surprised me, she elicited tremendous enthusiasm and affection from the residents because she was so happy to see them. And Red is not that demonstrative. He's very right. steady, right. wonderful therapy dog. But he didn't, wasn't emotional. Right. She was emotional. She said, I love you. I love you. I really want to be with you. And then, so they loved that. And they responded. They were excited. They were laughing. They you were got crying. a great picture. If anyone out there has not seen this picture yet, you go on John's blog, um, bedinthefarm.com. And there's a wonderful picture of three of the residents um, sitting, sitting on the couch and fate in between them. And the looks on all of their faces is, I mean, and, and you could see just the enthusiasm and the joy. Um, right, right. From all of them. So you now, what you read generated great affection and comfort. It was deep. It was deep. It was deep. It's it very deep. It's right. very quiet. It was yeah. very calm. Yeah. She's like, I love you. I love you. I can't. Yeah. I'm thrilled to be here. And so they responded to that. Right. Because it was such. It was more animated. And and she was perfectly appropriate. The res of the AIDS loved her. Everybody loved her. She gets a little bit too excited when she's loved a little bit too much. She crank, cranks her up. Uh-huh. So, but that's trainable. Um, and Is that what do you do? How do you how do you? Either, I make her lie down you know, for two or three minutes. Uh, we, we had, there was a whole, there were 50 in the residence in a room, and I asked them, I wanted to bring them in on it, I said, can, can you work with me and train this dog? That's a great idea. And they were thrilled to do that. So, so I wanted them to be part of it. And I had her lie down in the center, and then I'd go up to her and get, get up and walk her over to one person and say, here, say hello. And, um, and she would figure that out. And then she would start looking at me and say, who am I supposed to see now? See, and she is smart enough She's to incredibly that smart. Out. She's the smartest And she dog. wants to do what you want her to do. You know? One of the things that made Red such a wonderful dog is she's not the smartest dog. <laughs> because they walk into things and he can get confused easily. But that makes him very safe and, and loving. Yeah, yeah. She is a smart dog, almost a little too smart. So, so I have to watch her. It's going to take several months of training. But it's very exciting and a good turn for her and I think a good turn for you because you want her to work. But she's also very much your dog. I love it. I think it's really, I think it's really wonderful that you could go and do that together. Because I have to say, John, okay, I have to say this. What? You don't have to say I, that. I, <laughs> I don't, nobody says that to me. You know, it's like saying, I don't mean to be mean, but bend over. I just, I just feel like lately you have been, been having some fate issues. You know, oh, I think that you've been, you know, you have, you have this thing. She's. You, you don't know, hate to say that. You say it all the time. <laughs> I hate to say this in front of other she people. She is sneaky. But you say it in a way that it's like a really derogatory thing. She's sneaky. Like, she, like it's a character flaw. It like is a character flaw. <laughs> like she's morally inept. She is. <laughs> she, she has a moral weakness. She steals things. She's, she's like a jewel thief. You know, she knows she's not supposed to go steal stuff off the counter. I've never had a dog steal stuff off the counter. And this is, and I was, this is the same issue we have with the sheep herder. I mean, she's a beautiful trained dog from Wales, and she won't herd the sheep. There's a little resentment there, I admit it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was I mean, thinking... I love her. You know I love her to death, but there's a little bit of edge there. I was thinking that it was you going to start to not like her so much. No, That's no, what no. I was thinking. That that. And I think this is a really nice way for you two to bond and reconnect with each other. And I like yeah. that. Sometimes when we leave the house, you know, and Fate is very smart. She'll see something on a counter or something. We open, open a drawer. She's opened drawers in my desk to get some treats. And she's sneaky. You never see her. She knows she's not supposed to do it. She's good at it. Like Lenore, you know, Lenore wanted to steal something. She'd just go do it. And yeah. You could, you could kill her and then she'd take the heat. But, but, um, but, but she's sneaky. She, she reminds me of one of those great Monaco jewel thieves who, who get in somebody's house and take stuff out of their safe and never get caught. Like said, they just take what they want. Just take what they, know, want. they don't, they don't hurt mess. anything. They don't, they they don't, don't make don't, a mess. Yeah. There's no violence. It's just like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it was gone. So she is a little sneaky. She's a little sneaky. That's true. But it didn't mean I didn't love her. Well, I think you were starting to get a little 
like you said, resentful of her. No, I don't like her as much. They, you know, oh, she's not, she's just not, she's she not could, a She had the ability to annoy me. Yeah, she did. She did. But I also I always yeah. loved her. Yeah. I mean, she's one of those relationships that could bring a teenager. In my mind, she's one of those teenagers. Well, that's good, but I think that this is this is a really good way for you for you to bond with each other and yeah. for you to really, you know, appreciate the the other parts of her that yeah. are really good. And they're really wonderful. You know? And I, yeah. I was all, really I, I was beaming in the mansion. Were you? I said, Faye, you were such a great dog. And she was preening <laughs> and rolling <laughs> and, and wagging her tail and melting. <laughs> She knew she was very happy. Yeah, she's a working dog. She wants to. Yeah, she wants yeah. to please most of the time. Right. Um, and you, you know, you like the dogs that are bad. You, you, those are the dogs you love. You love. You I, love, I don't like, mind you if they're Frida. bad in some ways. You love ways. Frida like Dracula. It's like loving Dracula, Frida. Yeah. I came to love her too, but you do like the dogs. That I are do. Not I like a dog that has some independence and and a little bit of that, you know, screw yeah, Why would that? Why would that be? <laughs> I don't know why that would be, but but. Because I, it's what I've always wanted for myself. I know, and I'm a little, I'm a little fuddy-duddy with the dog. I want them to, to obey, and I want them to do the work. You appreciate Faith. I love Faith. I always love Faith. Faith's a very that. interesting dog. But she's a little stinky. I stand by my, I stand by the stinky. But you, you can love her for that. And this is a landmark event in the dog life, because she loves doing it. She's a natural. I have to work with her for several months carefully. I have no doubt, zero doubt, that she's going to be a fabulous dog. Everybody loves her. She was appropriate. And even when she jumped up a bit, she never hurt anybody or pushed it too far. You know, if Lenore jumped over, somebody wants to knock him off. Yeah, the she was she was just too too big and fluffy. And Red's too big for that too. Yeah, Faye is really she's really um, she's kind of delicate. You know, I mean, she's she's. And you should see some of the graceful. training. And she's so trainable in that way. Well, somebody I wanted to see uh, Helen was in her room on bed, and and she wanted to see Faye, so I pointed to the back of the bed and I put my hand out to keep her there. And I said, come back, come back, jump on it. And she jumped right over her into the back of the bed. Mm-hmm. Never touched her. And that's really important in therapy work. You know, because they're fragile, they're frail, they can be knocked over. Right. And their skin right. is, is delicate. So I have, I have a question for you. Okay. Like, as a, this is like a dog question. Um, you know, off track a little bit. But the idea of pointing and a dog being able to understand that you're pointing, is, I mean, is, is that unusual? Because I've had dogs that have not responded to pointing and dogs that have responded to pointing. And I find that many, many dogs do, don't get the pointing thing. Well, it's, you... it's, it's, it's a whole way of reinforcing. It's not just pointing. Dogs are, are, working dogs are really paying attention to your eyes, to your movement, to your demeanor, to your hands. You know, the working dog, is, and some dogs are not. Not, not. not every dog can do this. But the Border Collies in particular are, are tuned into to looking at, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? And so it's pointing, I look at the person, I point at the person, I pat the person's leg, I then and I point to them, I, I steer with, I do everything in my body right, to, point her, to, in that to point her in that direction. And then and when she gets that, they usually get that pretty quickly. They're not sure what to do, but they get there and I praise them, great, great, that's great, that's right. And then the person shows them affection. Yes, yeah, so she gets rewarded. So she gets rewarded there and right. she loves that. So, and I already saw her beginning to get that. I come in and I go, I, I look at her and I say, Faith, get her to look at me. Here, go here. Go see Wayne. And I point to Wayne and guide her over there. And then and then he'll say hello or something, and she'll lock in. And I praise her. And that's pretty quick. I mean, you've only taken her twice. She, 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 she doesn't totally have that yet. But, she, but it's pretty, it's like she, you know she can do it. And she has to watch her because she's not, you know, red as a rock. Nothing will distract them. Um, but if she saw a cat or something, I don't know what would happen. I have to be very careful. Right. So, all right, I think we should move on because we've already used up more than half our time. <laughs> And we have an agenda. And we have an agenda this time. We have an agenda. 
So I think we should talk about uh, tiny pricks. Okay, let's talk about tiny pricks. <laughs> I'm accusing myself from the discussion. <laughs> it's not about that. It's but not it about me. It's not about me. But it is and it isn't because it's just a very good play. What's so, about me? <laughs> uh, no, it's not about you. It's a brilliant play on words. So tiny pricks was started by um, Diana O. Waymar, and um, she she what she did is she decided to use the use Donald Trump's quotes and embroider them on linens, hankies and linens, and ask people to do the same thing and send them to her. And she's trying to collect 2020 of them by, by, um, by 2020, by the end of, the, of this presidential term. And what it, what the idea behind it is to take, get all, get all these quotes and she's, Putting them, she's gathering them and showing them in galleries around, traveling around the country and um, putting them in galleries around the country. And, and it's this idea of gathering, gathering all these words together so we don't forget them. Gathering all these words together so that um, you, when you see them all together, you, you really get a sense of the person that Donald Trump is. And, and to, so that, so that people, people can come and see that and um, it's also a way, she, she was one of those people where when Donald Trump became president, she said, okay, now I need to do something. I need to do something about this. What am I going to do? And this was her solution. Community asking, people. asking people to communicate, which is mostly, of course, women. And we did the and, same thing. Yes. Well, it's the same. I think there are a lot of people who are... Want to do something doing, positive. They want to do something positive. You and tear and so, people down. Right. And so this is, this is, her, this is her, her reaction to it. Now, I've been wanting to do one of these, find the right quote, I mean, this was perfect for me, right? I work on linens all the time. I use words all the time. So it was just the, the perfect thing for me to do. And um, I finally, I finally, um, you know, found a quote and found a, a linen. I found a hanky that had a crocheted, a red, white, and blue crocheted edge around it, which I thought had a flower on it, which was, of course, just perfect. And, um, and found a quote that I thought worked well with it. And, and hand, hand embroidered it on there, which I've never done hand, hand embroidery before, but it has a, a catharsic, um, a catharsic is to, to it. Was it hard to do? No, actually, it was pretty easy to do. Um, now I got an embroidery hoop, so I do want to do another one. And then, I, and then I emailed her, and I said, I showed her a picture, and she said, oh, that's, that's wonderful. She said, um, and she gave me an address to send it to. And so it'll be with all the other ones, I think she, she has over a thousand now. Um, I think a thousand fifty, something like that. And they just had she just had them hanging in, in New York, and I think they're going to Massachusetts next. And so I just I feel like it, it was one of those things that I wanted to do for a long time. And a couple of people sent me emails about her because there was a, an article in the New Yorker, and um, and I finally did it. And once I did it, I was like, ah, oh, that feels really good. And it's just, it's just, I think it's a really smart, creative, you know. Do you remember the quote? Do. you remember the quote? My quote was, um, was a quote from when, when Trump um, was asked about bursting in on the um, Miss Universe dressing rooms. And he said, um, the quote was, I saw to get away with um, things like that. And I thought the quote was really good because it not only spoke to that one instance, but spoke to so much about his presidency and actually his life before the presidency, because you could see that he's the kind of person who's used to getting away with stuff and, and that gets reinforced. 
Um, so I thought it, it was, it just really, it really some, summarized a lot of my feelings about him. Um, Do you think your, your art is getting more political? I think it has gotten more political. I think it's gotten a little more overtly political. I mean, I think it's always because of the materials that I use and because of um, the work that I do, it, it's always had a, a, a part of it has always been political because it always has to do with that traditional women idea of and women's, women's voices and, and voice. And, um, but I think it definitely has gotten, um, gotten more political. Yes. And a lot about women. I mean, most, most of my, my work is, you know, dealing with women's issues. You know, it's interesting where, where I have come from on this issue is I started doing the Army of Good and, work, and accelerating the work with the mansion, especially the refugees, after the election in 2016. And, you know, I'm not a hater. It's not about hating President Trump. Uh, it's about uh, just doing good. It's, it's a turbulent time. People are, are tense and divisive. And I don't want to be arguing with people um, for, for three or four years or whatever. I just want to go do good. And that has really worked for me in terms of grounding and and propelling me and, and doing a lot of good. I, and I think the art is similar. You know, you're making really art. It's not like fighting up somebody on Facebook or something. It's making something creative and making a point. It's making a point. It's making a statement. And it's doing it in a really gentle way, which is one of the things that um, 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 Diana Weimart, what she, what she wanted, what she liked about it is that when you, when you put something down in words like that, it, it is the to total opposite of something like Twitter or Facebook or, or something in the media that is gone, like the next moment, you know, the next time somebody says something, what they said a moment before it's gone or anyone else says something, you know, just, it just disappears. But also um, the, the linens being these kind of soft, you know, the soft material, the softness of them, the gentleness of them is in, in like the exact opposite of the way that, um, the, the the whole presidency right now is 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 so forceful, you know. It's so male. It's so domineering. And this is this is like a, a quiet strength that um, is is really is really very feminine, you know, and and divine, divinely feminine. So I think it's very powerful. You know, I think it's a powerful way to do it, and it it feels good, you know. And not everyone's going to agree, and not everyone's going to feel you know feel good about it, but. Um, I think it's a nice, it's a, it's a good way of doing it. It's a good, it's a strong and gentle way of doing it. You listen to the news? And you said, I listen to the news, not a, a lot. Sometimes I listen to it more than, more than other times. Um, I can't listen to it all the time because it will drive me nuts. I never could. You know what I mean? No matter who's president, I can't. <laughs> I can't well, when I you're can't in a creative work, you have to keep your head a little clear. And you yeah. can't be, you know, upset all the time. Right. And, and rattled all the time. I feel that with the writing, I just have to seal myself off if I want to write well. Yeah, yeah, no, there are definitely times where it doesn't work and times where it does work, and, and I, I honor that, you know, in, in myself. So some of your people upset with it? Um, there were some people who didn't understand it, and what's really nice is I was able, for the people who didn't, didn't quite get what I was doing, I, I think I was able to explain it to them, and to the point where um, one person said that after she, she said, I really don't get this, can you explain it to me? And I did, and she wrote back to me, and she said that she and her neighbor were now going to um, we're going to participate in Tiny Pricks and, and send their own in. And I also offered people linens and the hankies if they needed them because I have so many. People have sent me so many over the years. And so um, I'm offering them to people if they want to do a, a Tiny Prick and they don't have, they don't have a linen to, to write it on, I will, I will be happy to send it to them. And so I have like three or four or five people who said they were going to participate in it, which 
feels really good, you know. And, and, and one woman I did spreading the word was upset, but then then told you she was going to do it. She was going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I mm. love that. I love that I was able to explain it in a way that that helped people to understand exactly what it was. And and Diana Waymar, she she explains it very well on her own blog, which is the Tiny Pricks Project. Um, but you know, people still needed a little help with it. And I love being able to do that. You know? I think I think for both of us, uh, our work is our, our lives are our politics. We live our politics. We don't really argue yeah. them. Yeah. And, and we have, I think we've worked out the way we deal with it in the morning. I'm usually the bearer of the news. So I look, I'm up all night reading stuff. And I'll come and tell her, we use something at breakfast. We'll talk about it a little bit. And then we leave it aside. Right. Unless it's something that really you know, really like, uh, I mean, sometimes it's inspiring. It's like, oh, I got to do something about this. You know, you get creative about it. You but know? you have to protect yourself. Otherwise, it's going to be your life. It's, it's watching yeah, yeah. this stuff and arguing. And creatively, that's poison. Right. That really gets in your head all day. And the other thing that I think is really important, this is one of the things you wrote about Jean's Diner, which you wrote about so beautifully over the weekend. Thank you, thank you. You just really, you, you made such a great picture of it more than I think you could even do with a photograph, you know, it just was so complete and, and just spoke to it so, so well. Um, but I think one of the really important things for me and one of the really important things that both of us do is that we're, we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, let the politics be divisive in the people that we get to know. And, no, no. and I bring up Gene Steiner because you, you, you know that there's a lot of people there who, like you said, Everybody. voted for Trump probably. Yeah. And, you know, we're not going to close ourselves off from other people just because, you know, they told it for someone other than you did, you know. There's nobody else there. Oh, look at our little ticket. Guess what? Time's, Time's up. up. There's no one else there wearing a pride bracelet. No. So they don't mind, you know. They, no, people are very accepting. So I have a radical idea here. Okay. So we're almost out of time. Yeah, we never we got to time. Right. So I think we should make this our first two-parter. Oh, okay. That's exciting. So we, part one, we dealt with fate. We dealt with uh, tiny pricks. Okay. And without any damage to anyone. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, but we haven't. But we don't want to just rush the panic attack thing. Because that that would not be good. Because that would make me like kind of panic. Yeah, that would be doing it a disservice because it's kind of important and good stuff. So we can have a whole... Later today or tomorrow, we'll do okay. part two. Okay, I think it's a great and idea. We'll do, and, and that will we'll easily handle the panic attack in, in, tw in 25 minutes. Because we could we could never get through all this stuff. No, we cannot. We cannot begin. We cannot even describe it. <laughs> but i got to turn off my little tingleberry. It's like a timer. That's it's our, still making... This is, our, this, is our, this is our creative tool. Uh-oh, now you're calling 911. I'm calling 911. <laughs> Cancel. Yikes. <laughs> Okay, well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Okay, we're www.bedlamfarm.com. And fullmoonfiberart.com. If you like our podcast, please think about putting up a nice review on iTunes. That will improve our standing. You can also make a donation to the, uh, to the $1,000 price tag for getting this podcast set up. Um, and we appreciate your, your listening. Uh, we get a lot, of, a lot of good response to it, and we're happy to be doing it, and we're going to stick with it, and we're just getting and, started. And stay tuned for part two. Stay tuned for part two tomorrow. Let's do tomorrow. Okay. Today, tomorrow. Close. Yes. Uh, panic attacks. All right. Tomorrow morning we'll okay. do it. Thank Thanks you, Maria. Thank Thanks, you. John. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.